A friend of mine had an uncle named Kevin who used to be the one that was taking pictures of everything. At any family event, he would be the one with the camera lining people up on the picnic tables or in front of the fireplace at Christmas time. And on vacations, he would go through roll after roll of film. You remember when photos were on film? Back in those days, every time you hit the shutter release, it cost you 50 cents. Think about that for a minute. But even back then, nobody was safe from the all-seeing eye of Uncle Kevin's camera. And when he got his first video camera, it just got worse. Now, this, of course, was in the days before everyone had a phone with a camera in their pockets and before we were all forced to document every event, meal, and relationship by posting photos online. Well, several years ago, Uncle Kevin died. And his wife was surprised going through the boxes and boxes of pictures and videotapes because there was not a single picture of Kevin. He had always been on the other side of the camera lens. And his wife noted with some sadness that he had spent so much time trying to preserve so many important moments in time that he had left himself out of those moments. That's a a natural human tendency, I think. When something as great is happening, we want ways to try and preserve those Instagram moments. We want something that will help us say in coming years, I was there, I did this, I saw this. We want the important and sacred moments of our lives to be preserved. But there is a danger that in that moment, we're too busy preserving to be experiencing. In the past few years, that's become even more of a challenge because we're even less in the moment even when we're still in the picture. Gotta whip out that selfie stick and put those pics up on Instagram and Facebook. And today, no experience is really real until it's been captured, filtered, edited, and posted somewhere. Our lives are so curated that anything that's not recorded isn't real. You know the saying, Picks or it didn't happen. When Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on Mount Tabor, that was to witness his transfiguration. It was a sacred moment in which Christ's divinity was briefly revealed to these favorite disciples. And it was a moment that didn't just change Jesus, it changed Peter, James, and John. At least it could have changed them. But Peter's reaction is a bit of a problem. Instead of allowing himself to fully experience this sacred moment before him, he wants to turn it into one of those Instagram moments. His first reaction is, this is great. Let's set up some tents so we can all stay here. Let's preserve this moment. Instead of letting himself be transformed by the presence of Jesus and Moses and Elijah, He wants them to move in. Most of the time, I think, the moments that affect us most deeply are the ones that we don't or can't preserve. 
we are most transformed by those moments that we experience the most directly and then let go. Letting go can be hard, but sometimes that's the only way to know that you've experienced something. Several years ago, when I was living in Washington, D.C., there was a special exhibit at one of the Smithsonian museums that I found just fascinating. The Smithsonian was hosting a group of Buddhist monks from Tibet, and they were there to construct a sand mandala, which is an elaborate piece of decorative art about 10 feet in diameter on the floor. And they paint it on the floor by getting down on their hands and knees and painstakingly dropping individual grains of sand to create this intricate and colorful pattern. Well, at the end of 10 days, at the moment that the mandala was finished, the monks stood up and stood back to look at their work, and then they took brooms and swept it all into a big pile and dumped it in the Potomac River. The point wasn't to create a piece of eternal, lasting art. It was to experience the making of a sand mandala and then to sweep it away as a lesson in the passing nature of everything beautiful. Our lives are filled with such fleeting, sacred moments. Some of them even happen in church. But wherever they happen, they have the potential to change us forever. These sacred moments might be something as awesome as a brush with death or as simple as an unexpected smile. God is constantly finding ways to break into our ordinary existence and reveal himself in ways that will transform us if we will pay attention and let ourselves experience those moments. The temptation, of course, is to remain a spectator and not a participant, to take the pictures instead of enjoying the holiday, to watch while someone else makes the sand mandala instead of making your own, to capture the moment of transfiguration instead of being transformed and then moving on. This season of Lent, as we're preparing for the celebration of Easter, we are asked to look inward in a spirit of repentance and to open ourselves to God's transforming grace. Prayer and fasting and almsgiving are traditional ways for us to do that. So let's approach Lent this year with a new openness to God's grace and a willingness to look in each moment for the ways that God is prepared to reveal himself to us not so that we can preserve the moment of revelation, but so that we can allow ourselves in those moments to be transformed.